Blizzard had a lot of news to share with us at BlizzCon 2023. I'm sitting down to give my initial impressions with a very special guest. Let's get into it on this episode of For Azeroth. For Kalimdor. To the burning region. For Gilneas. For Kazmatan. For the Lich King. For the Sindorai. For the Alliance. For the Horde. For Azeroth. Hello and welcome to another episode of For Azeroth. I am your host, the true villain Manny, and I am joined by a very special guest, and I'm not even going to say who it is. I'm just going to ask the question that I've been waiting years to ask, which is kind of a trick question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Joss, how has your week been in World of Warcraft? <laughs> Hi, Manny! <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's been it's been great. I mean, like it was the first in-person BlizzCon I I did not attend, but uh, the first in-person BlizzCon in four years. So I was at the last one in 2019, uh, and this is the first one since then. And I mean, I wasn't there, but the kind of just the feel of it was so different than those online ones I did. And I know that like the reasons that they had to do all of that. But I mean, nothing beats an in-person con, although it did send my anxiety through the roof a little bit because, and I, again, I wasn't even there. I'm just watching. But like, I haven't been around that many like people in four years. <laughs> so I was just like, I was looking at the con and I was like, oh, I wish I was there. But also, I'm really glad I'm not there. <laughs> oh, man, I hadn't even thought about it because it's all... <laughs> on the screen i don't like it's just like oh there's people they don't exist in my like actual world so it's just a presentation sort of thing and so yeah i hadn't even thought about that how yeah, when they showed like the big like main stage in the stadium i was just like oh my god that's too many people that's too many people i can't do it <laughs> can you imagine presenting in front of all those people Oh, no, no. Oh, too many people. But oh, my God. And uh, this isn't necessarily a Warcraft thing, although they keep lumping Hearthstone in with the Warcraft stuff. So I'm just going to talk about it here, too. Um, I am so proud of Cora. Cora, if you guys don't know, um, she started off as a player and then she was a caster and now she works for Blizzard and now she's a, a not a lead designer. And so she did the opening ceremonies for the Hearthstone team and talking about the next expansion and talking about the Battleground stuff. And she did an awesome, amazing job. And I am so proud of her. So I just had to get that out there because she was so cool and she did it. And I'm so happy. But yeah, speaking of presenting in front of all those people, Cora did it. Yeah, no, the, the Hearthstone presentation was great. I have to say that the presentations were just all over the place, kind of uneven. There were some people who like were really genuine like the, the guy who introduced overwatch's new character i could not remember his name i think it's dion and you guys can correct me if i'm wrong send in your e emails fastpodcast at gmail.com but genuine just smile and like yeah his laugh was like a little nervous but like the man had so much passion and it, like it just made me so excited that like i might download overwatch again Oh, oh, I would I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you <laughs> wouldn't you'd have to play far. Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> I th I think I am. I think I'm going to. Like the the hero seemed a lot of fun. I think it's been enough time where it's like, 
oh, you guys aren't doing any solo content where I'm like, it's not going to be a game that I'm playing all the time. But every so often I'll like poke my head in there and be uh, and be like, oh, that's kind of cool. And with the like BlizzCon deluxe package and everything, I've got like the season pass. So I might as well make use of it. So I'm going to I'm going to give that a shot. I'm going to give Hearthstone a shot. You and I were talking about that kind of on Twitter a little bit, but like those catch-up packs look cool. And the biggest thing for me and Hearthstone for getting back in was like, oh, I'd have to get a million packs and I'll never, I'll never catch up and I'll be playing like the most budget deck to go through the ranks. But there's a lot to bring me back to most, if not all the franchises. Yeah, that was really kind of a theme of BlizzCon this year. I felt like every team said that, whether it was in the opening ceremonies or in the deep dive, is uh, something along the lines of either, like, now is the best time to play or, you know, now is the reason to come back and we're listening to all of your feedback and making changes based on it. And, you know, like, it was very much like we're listening to the fans and now is the best time to come back and play or like either to play or to come back and play. Like it was kind of a mix of those two themes. And you're right. The catch up packs for Hearthstone are really, really interesting. The one thing is it seems that they're not actually available to buy in the store. So you get some, like you said, with the BlizzCon um, package, you get some, uh, I think, with the next expansion uh, bundles. And then they said there's going to be some bundles available in the store, but they're not like packs that you just go and buy like you might be used to. Um, but that being said, those packs have up to 50 cards in them, which is crazy. And they showed an animation of opening, I think 20 packs, 20 catch up packs. And then it like gives you a whole, like, first of all, it spits out all the cards in this crazy wonky, amazing animation, which the Hearthstone team is kind of known for. But then it like piles them with the best cards on top and then gives you like an overview so it's like you got like seven legendaries and you know like 25 epics and it's probably more than that if you're opening 20 packs and pulling the numbers off the top of my head but anyways point is they have a really cool like pack opening ui uh and yeah like you can get up to 50 cards per pack which is crazy when you're used to getting five right so Uh, Even though they aren't directly purchasable, it seems like if you're returning to the game and you've got a couple of them, it's probably enough. And they've had things in the game for quite a while now, like uh, returning player bundles, um, as well as I think when you come back into the game, you can choose a deck and they give you all the cards for free. Um, They also have like pre-made decks available in the store. So there's lots of stuff that you can kind of do in Hearthstone to get back into the game. Uh, But they haven't really, like, marketed it as much, I don't think. Like, it's never been a a BlizzCon headliner like these catch-up packs are. So I think that, like, they're really making a push now to get people to come back. And uh, and Hearthstone's been really fun. Well, Hearthstone's been in a pretty great place for, for quite a while now. So, uh, yeah, I think if you're looking to come back, like now is now actually is a really good time. So you're right. It's it's something that was being put through as a general message, almost without exception in whatever franchise it was like Warcraft being lumped together as the Warcraft universe that includes Hearthstone, that includes their new Rumble game that just launched, that includes World of Warcraft um, and then Overwatch, Diablo, which itself has Diablo Immortal that they mentioned once, got no applause <laughs> for. Just 
silence from the audience. It was nobody cares at BlizzCon for uh, Diablo Mortal. I was actually kind of surprised that they didn't have heroes because the heroes account actually tweeted out like a couple days before BlizzCon with patch notes. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> so uh, it seems like at least the, their maintenance mode is ramping up a little bit. So I was kind of almost thinking, hoping that the in the opening ceremonies, they'd be like, and Heroes of the Storm is back. <laughs> but then they didn't actually do that. But it would have been cool if they did. <laughs> it would have been really cool if they did. And honestly, I, I think that kind of touches on one other thing. Right at the beginning, they say, hey, like, yeah, we've been through a lot, but there's been some news recently that, that I hope you guys are excited for. We are now a division of Xbox and like they're part of Microsoft now. And your said that. And then he pulls out the uh, the uh, lead of Xbox. And why am I blanking on his name? Phil Spencer. Thank you, Spencer. <laughs> right. Phil Spencer comes out and he says some things. And I don't know these guys like I have a general knowledge of them. But your and Spencer felt kind of like stiff and wooden like they were they were really leaning on the teleprompter kind of yeah yeah <laughs> i generally like phil spencer i feel like he um i don't i don't even know like i don't know what it is about him that makes him likable to me almost like i don't know he just he seems to really want games to do well like just just like gaming in general he wants people to want to game and so like i enjoy that part of his personality but um enthusiastic presenter he is not <laughs> i think more more often i enjoy his like written statements i guess <laughs> i enjoy i guess the content of what he says much more than how he says it because he is a little bland <laughs> yeah but on the opposite end of that we had the return of chris metzen yeah, that was honestly the, I mean, like, so we all knew Chris Metzen was back, right? Like, this was not news. This was not, you know, and he obviously, you get Chris Metzen back. He is so well known. He's done so many BlizzCons in the past. He's presented so many times. Like, we all knew he was going to be in the opening. So it was like the worst kept secret ever that he was going to be in the opening. I don't ceremonies. think they meant it to be a secret. It was, <laughs> it was, yeah, they put a big like, hey, he's getting, he's not back part time. He's all in sort yeah. of notification right before, uh, before they put out the BlizzCon schedule. So everybody was like, Chris Metzen's back. Let's see what he, what he's got to offer sort of thing. And man. What a command of the stage. Yeah, that's how you present yeah. <laughs> every other person ever. <laughs> and so he comes out and he presents World of Warcraft, not just one, not just two, but three expansions coming out in the next little bit with like this big overarching thing that they're calling the World Soul Saga. This is Blizzard meets the MCU, pretty much. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think that, like, Metzen coming out and making that announcement. I mean, first of all, I kind of loved how, like, tongue-in-cheek, he kind of bashed the, the writing team almost. Because it was like, like, let's be honest, ever since he left, it's been a pretty shit story. Like, <laughs> there's no, no kind of two ways about it. 
they lost a lot of players. I mean, that was, you know, both in-game problems and out-of-game problems. But still, you know, they lost a lot of players and they, you know, didn't really have the greatest through line between the expansions. Like, we had Legion, which was great. And then we had, um, oh, man, BFA. Oh, you can so go bad. back to our coverage of BFA. We were yeah. not fans of the BFA storyline. So bad. Uh, yeah, so BFA could had, BFA had potential, and then they just squandered all of it. And then, uh, I mean, Shadowlands was, like, kind of okay, but again, kind of a mess. And, like, they were trying to work with things and, and redeem characters and, and me- like, tie things up, and it just wasn't happening. So, I mean, like, there was so many issues in the storytelling in the past few expansions. And he kind of came on stage and he's like, yeah, remember all those things that you hated? Remember all of those, like, clues that never went anywhere? Do you remember that giant sword? We're going to fix all of that. We're going to tie everything together. We're going to, you know, take all of the threads of all of the things and we're going to fix it. And I feel like... um, not a, not the presentation, not the reveal, but the, just the idea in general, this whole world soul saga thing, it was very much feels like Blizzard's attempt to kind of get everybody back on board. And I feel like the best person to deliver that storytelling is definitely Metzen, right? Like he he can come in and say, look, I was there at the beginning. I understand all of this lore. I'm not coming on, you know, halfway through without a full understanding of the universe. Like I literally made the universe and now I'm going to tell you how it works. Because I mean, I remember like we were talking about, you know, maybe the next expansion will be light versus void. Like maybe we can have a Titan thing. Like I feel like these expansions, War Within, Midnight and Last Titan are kind of like all expansions that we theorized about way, way back years ago on Faz, right? Like they they basically have so many threads and just hanging right now. And he's basically coming in to tie up all those loose ends, which I think is awesome. And I feel like it's going to be a really satisfying story. And I hope that they can flesh out some characters to give us some more people that are kind of on par with Sylvanas, who's gone now. And, you know, like, We've got Anduin. He's finally grown up. We've got Thrall. Like, uh, there's some good kind of tent poles, but I'd like to see some of the other characters kind of get fleshed out. Like, I want to see more like Lothamar and Thalysra. Um, I want to see more from like, even like Greymane feels like he's been a little bit kind of like pushed aside in the last couple of expansions. Like, I think they have a lot to work with, and I really hope that they can you know, make some of those uh, background characters or maybe like lesser known characters a little bit more prevalent and interesting. <laughs> I know we're going to see a lot of Illyria, which is going to be cool. Yeah, yeah. Illyria coming back. We're in Legion. Uh, she was a big secondary character. Like she came in very, very much at the mm-hmm. end. She was a big push. Uh, and Turalyon. Yeah, we had all the Turalyon and Illyria stuff that never went anywhere, <laughs> which yeah. I think is going to be the Midnight expansion, not War Within. But I, yeah, I, I would suspect that Turalyon is going to be big at that point because it is like the Midnight one is a is the Void attacking the Lightwell and or sorry Sunwell rather, and that mm-hmm. becoming a big thing. So I expect we're going to get all of those light based characters that have been like you said, like 
put to the side, kind of shelved. Like, what happened with Velen? He had this big part again in Legion, and then yeah. he just fell off. So, like, they're, it looks like they're taking the time to bring back all these characters. The fact that Magni is going to be back. Yeah, he matters. <laughs> Except, like, I mean, I did find it a little bit funny in the trailer that they showed when Thrall was like, that sword was pointed at someone. And it's just like, yeah, go talk to Diamond Magni. He's telling you everything you need to know. Like, where have you been, Thrall? <laughs> That's the thing. Thrall got sidelined. Like, it's this, it's yeah. this, this entire thing of, I, I like, I'm not sure I've ever said this on the show, but one of the things that I hate in writing is what I consider a parade of endless potential. Like, here's a cool idea. Let's not do anything with it. Here's a cool character. He goes nowhere. Here's an amazing setting. And we drove right past it. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, it's, the, it's one of the most frustrating things in storytelling. And in the world of Warcraft, we get that a lot. We have, like, an entire expansion about the dragon flights. And up until this point, Alex Straz is being, like, set down, left to the side, um, and being like, okay, heroes, go deal, uh, go deal with it for me. And hopefully, with... 10.2 now being the last raid of the expansion she's going to get a big moment uh everybody loved zappy boy mm. disappeared off the face of the earth i was a big talanji fan oh yeah oh yeah it's like like the like if i mention all of these characters the the typical reaction is Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, that was big. Why didn't that go anywhere? Like, that's mm -hmm. that to me is such a thing. Well, even I feel like they they just kind of like you say, they leave a lot of loose ends. They leave a lot of characters hanging. I mean, even with like Nathanos, we had the the big kill scene at the beginning of Shadowlands. And then it's an entire expansion about dead things. And we never see him again. <laughs> the last major character death, and they never capitalized on it. What? Like, and you're going to the land of the dead. Like, <laughs> did he go to Sylvanas? Like, did he end up somewhere else? Did he, like, what happened to he him when he up, died? He ended up in the, in the Maw. The Jailer kept it hidden from Sylvanas, so she never knew, right? But we never found out what happened to him. Yeah, and then, and then now she's in the Maw. That's her thing, right? Like, she's yep. trying to, like, fix the mistakes or whatever stupid made-up punishment. So if she's down there, like, <laughs> doesn't she get any closure? Or, like, I don't know. Did they Arthas him? Is he dust now? Like, what? I don't know. We, but, we yeah, there's, know. there's a lot of examples of that in WoW, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And so... One of the things that I said, and I did say this in fast, this was a recent episode. I said that Metzen coming back and being in this new position should be a good thing because there is this legacy shadow that hangs over everybody. You and I are big fans of World of Warcraft. We played it so long. If we got control of World of Warcraft, there'd be some things that we would be afraid to touch because it's like, oh, like, that's kind of fundamental. Do we want to, do we really want to mess with that? And the designers on the World of Warcraft, including the narrative design team, they're much the same. They are fans of the game, just like you and me. And so there's some things that they're hesitant to mess with. But Metzen, it's his baby. 
he mm -hmm. does not he's not afraid of his own shadow and so like i think he's going to just like they've been saying he has galvanized the team and i think that's because he has been unafraid to say yeah we can go there we can change that we can pull this together don't worry and maybe that means that some people will see some stuff and be like whoa is that a retcon um mm. because as they expand like this this saga they're saying like oh we're gonna be doing stuff we're looking at doing stuff for the next 20 years because we're hitting the 20 year anniversary so we that's going 20 years in the future and in order to do that they need to set some of this stuff up this world soul saga while pulling together all those various threads that didn't amount to anything so far also needs to like lead towards the next uh saga mm -hmm. right which is really really interesting because like it's gonna be really hard i think for people i mean outside of the of the dev team to even really guess where they're gonna go right because they're talking about essentially pulling everything together like war within is looking at the earthen is looking at the nerubians and then midnight like i said is, is the light and void expansion that we've been expecting for a while now and then we've got the the titan the last titan is going to deal with azeroth and the titans and like all of the it's basically the order expansion that again we've been expecting for a while now so i feel like all of the things that we were expecting or hoping to happen are on this list of these three expansions. And there's given the, the old lore, that's kind of it, you know, like, so I'm sure that they're going to, you know, set something up, but I feel like this, this trilogy, like this is the end of Azeroth's story because a lot of stuff has really focused on Azeroth as a titan at the core of it really and so like that's you know why we've got the old gods and you know like just so many things are are centered around and even even uh, BFA with the Azerite power stuff you know all of that was like well of course it's the blood of a titan you know, so there's been a lot of stuff that's focused on or a lot of expansions, a lot of lore, a lot of everything has focused on Azeroth as the world soul. And this feels like wrapping all of that up. So, like, where do you go? What do you do? What story do you tell if you're not telling Azeroth's story anymore? So I'm curious. I'm really curious. But like, I have literally no idea where they go after they finish that. That whole I chapter, right? <laughs> I have my tinfoil hat theory. Uh, I will point to Shadowlands and talk about the first ones and say that's the next thing. Mm. Right? Yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah. Um, but I'm really glad that we're going to have this focused world soul stuff so that when that comes in, it's not one, it's not coming from nowhere because they've set it up before. Two, it didn't completely take over everything. Like we actually got to like wrap up this story got properly. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, and it doesn't muddy the water too, right? Like if because like we said, there's so many of these like expansions that we were expecting, all of these threads that needed tying up that they seem to be doing with these three expansions that they've now announced. You know, like if you throw in the first ones from Shadowlands as well, then like there's just it becomes too many things, right? Like there's too many things going on. So if we get everything else out of the way, we get the order, the light, the void, everything out of the way. And now we've got first ones and that's all we're dealing with. And we're dealing with that in a number of different interesting ways over the next, you know, however many expansions over the next 10, 20 years, whatever, like 
that's very interesting and sounds like a lot of fun. I'm just, I'm glad that like, I'm glad they're fixing the holes in their plot, basically. Yeah, yeah. they're they're creating that new foundation from which to leap off into the next part. Mm -hmm. And so for people wondering, when are we going to get the next part? One thing that did come up uh, in a later in a later uh, panel, um, Maria Hill, who is one of the narrative leads, she said that the expansions, while they're coming more quickly, because um, another thing that Metzen said was that, oh, we're going to get this story out to you more quickly and everything. Uh, the Wolzel saga is only supposed to last until 2030, which is, you know, uh, 2024 is next year when this starts. Six years means two years in expansion. At least they're not pushing it down to like, hey, every year, a new expansion. Come, come I your- thought that that's what they were getting at, to be honest. Like, I was surprised that like the graphic where they showed the three expansion logos didn't say like 2024, 2025, 2026. Because it feels like we've been basically getting an expansion every two years already. So it doesn't feel like an increased cadence to expansions. But that's what Metzen made it sound like. He's like, no, we're going to get this to you so fast. I'm like, annual expansions? <laughs> like- They've tried that before and it's never worked for them. But like, yeah, yeah. Him saying it, I was just a little like, okay. But like, also, I'm kind of not liking these shorter expansions where it's like, oh, we're just ending things here. It's like, that didn't really feel like a buildup. Like Shadowlands, mm-hmm. to me, felt like it should have had another tier. Yeah. Like if it didn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very much so. And I mean, yeah, like, so we're probably not actually going to see The War Within, which is the first of the three, um, until probably this time next year, right? Like, yep, they, they said have, fall 2024, you're right. Yeah, so they have uh, the current raid tier that's coming out momentarily, right? <laughs> like, tomorrow? <laughs> uh, the patch drops tomorrow, as of this recording, yeah. and then next week, yeah, that's when our, the raid tier starts. Yeah, so then we've basically got, you know, the the final raid tier now, but then they also said that they're going to do the same thing that they did in Shadowlands and have a tier of the um the fancy raids, the mythic the plus raids. Ones, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ones where they put the fun the fun and fancy things in so that they're just the same only different. Which yeah, it like I like those victory lap um tiers. They're they're a good way of like celebrating the expansion and they are shorter they are shorter uh tiers we're not gonna be spending like two months um do uh, doing an entire tier of stuff we've already done before it's likely gonna be shorter like maybe six uh, six weeks of stuff just for like and i think it's a great time to do it because for people who are like oh i'm i'm buying a new expansion to to play the new expansion and they're like oh let me run through this and like what was this expansion about it's it's the homage to the expansion it's like here's this raid that you that we did at the beginning and here's this raid that was the mid-tier and here's the final raid and we'll make them easier with wacky powers here's the first tier that we're gonna have all of the dragonflight dungeons actually relevant uh up until they snap their fingers and then all of that disappears because like even with like dungeons coming back regularly, they wait a little bit before they bring them back. They don't go like, hey, remember that dungeon that you did just last expansion? It's back again. I hope you enjoy. Right. So the victory run, I think, is a fun way of sending off an expansion, giving it its last hurrah and that before they put it in the Disney vault, so to speak. 
honestly, I wish that they did a tier like that that just happened over the summer. Like July and August every year is this, <laughs> is the is faded raids because that was such a pain in the butt when you were raid leading was trying to make sure that you had all your roles covered over the summer. Like everybody is busy. It's the summer, especially Canadians. We want to get outside. We only get two months a year. Come on now. <laughs> So I like very, very much so want this to be the summer and want this to be every summer. Like just stop normal raiding. Let us have the summer. Put in faded raids for people who want to keep raiding but want to do something in game. And uh, yeah, that's that's my wish. <laughs> but I feel like timing wise this time it's probably going to come true. Like we'll have faded July and August and then new expansion like September. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is going to be great. So beyond like the overarching part of it um they talked a little bit about like that that they can actually deliver this because it's like it's fun to say yeah yeah this is what we're aiming for there's a lot of question of like can you actually do that and i think that dragonflight has sort of shown that they can like we have had a very good cadence where as soon as this patch goes live the next week the next patch is on the PTR for people to test, and then that goes live, and then the next one's on the PTR for people to test. And it's been quite good. I just think that the fact that they are actually planning it out, like, you know, two, three expansions in advance, means that the story itself is going to actually, like, hit better. Like, we're not going to spend, like, two months in Zerlek Caverns being like, you two need to stop bickering because that's non-important when you have to deal with like setting up the rest of the story. And I think hopefully that will mean the story is just like more consistent, flows better, that we don't have so many disjointed things where it's like, and by the way, we need to finish uh, finish this off because I'm the uh, I'm the big bad. And it's like, yeah, but we never understood why you're the big bad. Yeah, I feel like they've had a, a big bad problem <laughs> in the last few expansions. Like BFA, it was like, no, it's totally not the old gods. Definitely no old gods here. Nope, no old gods. Oh, it's old gods. Oh, we got you. <laughs> and then, you know, in Shadowlands, it was like, oh, it's the jailer. Oh, he's so bad. Oh, you guys don't even understand how bad he is. Oh, he's evil. He gets two minutes of screen time. <laughs> Like, you know, they've just, they've really struggled to, I think, um, with the focus of the expansions. And I think that having, having a set plan, having a trilogy is a really good way to, to set things up and move things forward in a meaningful way. So Joss, you've been away from the game for a, l a little bit. This is like you were saying before we started recording, this has been something that's made you want to get back into the game. And mm -hmm. point two, launching, uh, launching tomorrow, less than 24 hours away, right? Do you feel that Farak has been like truly a good big bad for this expansion? In I your don't even opinion? know who that is. That's a, what I wanted to hear. I'm sorry, guys, <laughs> I'm biased on this. Like, it's just they said that when people were asking, oh, who's going to be the big bad of this expansion? And this was like right when uh, Dragonflight was launching. They said, OK, at the end of the first raid, you're going to find out who the big bad is. And Farak is the 
fire incarnate of the three, the earth, okay. the, uh, the earthy ice slash water and the fire that were released at the end of that raid. Okay. Because I was going to say, yeah, so I, I stopped playing. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, who maybe haven't been following me since I left uh, Faz, uh, I made a baby. And so I couldn't raid with my raid team because I couldn't stay up. We used to raid from 1030 at night until 1230 in the morning. And uh, I was sleeping <laughs> at those times because uh, pregnancy is difficult. So I wasn't able to raid with my team. And I kind of fell off the game after that. So I played the first patch of Dragonflight. So I did do the raid that you're talking about, Manny, but I never actually killed the final boss. And then I came back um, just to try some of the catch-up mechanics and do the single-player content and stuff in um, the next patch in 10.1. Uh, and so I saw the cinematic with the three incarnate people. And I was like, oh, okay. So now there's three instead of one. Uh, so I knew Razgath, and but uh, then we defeated her at the first raid. So then I was like, okay, <laughs> now what? Uh, so you're telling me, so one of those one of those dudes is the big bad guy. Yeah, the the fire guy. The fire guy. Okay. Who fans liked because of his temperament. Uh, he wasn't like the typical. Is he fiery. He he wasn't a typical <laughs> like. Oh, I'm super angry guy. He was just like. He was, he was a bit of a, uh, like a hothead, a, not a hothead. I don't want to say hothead. He was a bit of a scoundrel. He was like, he, he was sort of mean where he like had a cackle and stuff. And then Riddicon, the stone guy was like the cunning planner. And then, um, the, the ice one whose name I constantly, constantly screw up and I'm not even going to try. She was the cold calculating one. Get it? Oh, uh. yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> See, these characters are so deep. <laughs> um, anyway. I feel bad. We love the devs. We love the WoW team. But I mean, some of their writing has just not been great. <laughs> we, we give criticism where it's due. We give praise where it's due. We're, not, we're never going to be like super one way or the other. But yeah, they, they leaned on their elements to focus on their expressing their characters. So the fire guy, like had a fiery kind of personality and he was like very like flamboyant. Not really. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to go with that skit, but anyways, um, they, they really seem to push in my opinion, a Riddicron as like the big guy. There was an entire thing of like, Oh, a Riddicron's hunger. And the, he's the one that we're most afraid of and everything. And then in 10.1's mega dungeon, they had him working with the infinite flight. He. He went back in time, you defeat him in the first half, but by defeating him, the infinites get to screw up the timeline. So you have to go back to the past, kind of not back to the future, but back to the past <laughs> to defeat the infinites to correct the timeline. But in doing so, that means you don't actually stop him. So he gets what he was after and says, like, See you guys, I'm out of here. And then he leaves the story. And that leaves the fire guy and the ice uh, and the ice incarnate as the two remaining incarnates. The ice incarnate. So wait, the earth guy just bounced? He bounced. He's just like, yeah, I got what I what I came here for. My brother's going to go nuts on you. You guys are screwed. I don't want to be here to see it. Wow. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. 
Um, and that was part of like in that patch. Uh, the fire act, the fire uh, incarnate. He like gets shadow flame, which is the stuff that made Naltharian kind of evil. Like touching that shadow flame corrupts you, and so now he's more powerful, but like also more more uh, vindictive, and his anger is harder to uh, harder to control. And that makes his uh, sister, the ice incarnate, be like, "I can't be a part of this anymore," and so she flips sides. Wow. And so that's where we're at, and I don't think yeah. that that is. Anything that anybody who watched that first raid and saw the ending of that first raid could have even predicted. The last guy remaining, the big bad of this uh, this expansion, is the guy that nobody else decided to support. <laughs> Anyways, that's my critical analysis. I, I was going to say, I don't even know what to do with that information. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess, I guess my point is that, like... I did really love playing the game and I'm looking forward to getting back into it because I feel like with this world soul saga that they've just announced that they are kind of going back to their roots. They're, you know, um, tying up or answering questions that I've had for years and years and years while playing Warcraft. So like, I mean, as much as Dragonflight, I think is the best of the last three expansions. That's not a high bar to clear, and it definitely wasn't enough to keep me interested. Um, I mean, obviously, I had different out of wow reasons for stepping away, but at the same time, like I've had other big things happen in the past, and it hasn't been enough to tear me away from wow. And so they were making a product that was easier to walk away from. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And then, uh, and this now seems like something that is compelling enough to make me want to come back. So. Um, I think it sounds really interesting. I'm really, really excited to to start playing the game again. I don't know if I'll actually be able to raid, but at least, you know, getting in there, playing through the the more single player story related stuff. Um, and then, you know, possibly doing dungeons and things like that could be really, really fun and interesting. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited and I haven't been excited about WoW in a while. So I think this was a really, really successful BlizzCon for them. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing about it. As much as I criticize this story in Dragonflight, I think there's been fundamentally some amazing great changes in Dragonflight. Otherwise, I would be in a similar situation where I'd be wondering if I'm stepping away from the game. Um, and I haven't had anything big to pull me away, but it might have been similar to you that if there was enough of a stress that I, I wouldn't have been able to maintain my relationship with the game. And I'm really glad that I have. It'd be the first thing to go, right? Like, it's kind of occupied that area of my life is like, if I got to cut something, this is going to be the thing to go. And that, given how passionate I had been about the game previously, like, that, that just felt bad. <laughs> and so the World Soul Saga, the future of World of Warcraft, looks, looks like it's heading in the right direction. I'm super happy about that. I know in future episodes, I'm going to be diving deep into the first chapter, the war within and all the stuff that we're getting there. But Joss, like, I'm really happy that you are in the same page and you got to sit down and talk with me. Like, it's great to have you back on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was really, really fun. <laughs> Where can people find you when uh, you're not talking about WoW here? Uh, I think the best place to find me is over on the Gamers Inn. Uh, so that is my general gaming podcast. It's the, the one that I'm still doing with Ryan. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out, go and and 
I guess it's uh, gamersinpodcast.com. Uh, or you can follow me over on Twitter. I'm at Joss Plays. That's J-O-C-E Plays. Until next time, guys, you can join the 4Azeroth Discord at bit.ly slash fastdiscord. You can find everything that I do as true villain Manny that is true without the E. And until next time, may all your hits be crits.